If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To tell you what to think, I'd much rather hear what you have to say. So send in your opinions to GBviews at GBnews.com. Keep them clean. And you never know, I might read them out. With my panel here on Jubes & Co, we debate, we get stuck into the issues of the day on a show where all views are welcome, especially yours. GB News, the people's channel, Britain's news channel. In the GB Newsroom, we bring you the news as it happens with our team of dedicated journalists across the UK. We're ready to give you accurate reporting every day. When the news breaks, we'll be there with bulletins on GB News, the people's channel, Britain's news channel. Your weekend starts here with Friday Night Live with me, Mark Dolan, 8 till 9 on GB News. Big stories, big guests and big laughs as we get you ready for a cracking weekend. That's Friday Night Live with Mark Dolan, Fridays 8 till 9 on GB News. Bring your own drinks, the admission's free. Good afternoon, Britain. Good afternoon, Britain. Join us, Tom and Emily, to find out what's happening in the heart of Westminster and why it matters to you. Weekdays from midday, we bring you the most compelling stories from across the United Kingdom. And from your doorstep to our inbox. That's right, we want to hear from you. GB News. Britain's news channel. Big news, big debate, big opinion. Patrick Christie's Tonight is the week's biggest show. Every weekday, 9 to 11 p.m., we've got the inside track on the day's top stories. There'll be sharp takes you won't get anywhere else. We will set the news agenda, not just follow it, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Whatever it is, we'll have our finger on the pulse. It's news, but it's this close to entertainment. Patrick Christie's Tonight, 9 to 11 p.m., only on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's News Channel. GB News is Britain's news channel, and now you can support it. All you have to do is scan that QR code that's up on your screen right now, or you can go to gbnews.com forward slash support and become a GB News member. You'll have fantastic benefits. We're also going to organise special events where you as GB News members can meet the presenters, the on-screen faces, scan the QR code or go to gbnews.com slash support. Thank you so much.
you. I am Michelle Dubry tonight. This is a massive day for British politics and, of course, a massive day for Rishi Sunak. We had the whole day yesterday of debates and the voting on the amendments. That's carried on today. What will happen? I can tell you now there is more voting on amendments. And then, if they decide to proceed, we're going to have the big one, the Fed reading of the policy that, let's face it, Rishi Sunak has made his flagship one. What's going to happen then? Will this pass? Will it make its way to the House of Lords? And if it does, what will happen then? Or will it all come crashing down? We're going to follow it all tonight on this one-hour special. We'll have every single twist and turn. Don't go anywhere. But before we get into that... Yes, indeed. A massive night for British politics. But you know what? There's also a lot of other things happening. Let's cross live to Polly Middlehurst for tonight's latest news. Michelle, thank you, and good evening to you. Well, the top story on GB News tonight is that His Majesty King Charles is due to go to hospital for the treatment of an enlarged prostate. Buckingham Palace said today the condition is benign, but His Majesty will be admitted next week for a corrective procedure. The monarch's public engagements will be postponed for a short period, we're told, of recuperation. And also today, Kensington Palace confirmed the Princess of Wales has undergone abdominal surgery. Yesterday's planned operation was deemed a success and it's understood her condition isn't cancer-related. She's expected to remain in hospital for up to 14 days before continuing her recovery at home. Princess Catherine isn't expected, though, to return to public duties until after Easter and she's apologised for having to postpone her upcoming engagements. Well, the Royal Broadcaster and author Michael Cole said the public shouldn't now speculate. These days, they get the patients out of hospital as soon as possible, back on their feet. So that also does indicate uh, the seriousness of the nature of whatever it is that is ailing her. It is um, typical uh, and commendable uh, that the Princess of Wales, one of the things she said in that statement or had said on her behalf is that she hopes to reinstate all the engagements that will obviously have to be cancelled why she undergoes this procedure recovers from it michael cole well, the government is being pressed for a second night on the strength of its Rwanda bill. Multiple amendments are being tabled for this evening, as you've been hearing. Full coverage of the outcomes of those votes throughout Michelle Dubry's show coming up next and the rest of the evening on GP News. And critical to the Prime Minister's stop-the-boats policy, eight small vessels have been intercepted trying to cross the English Channel today. Around 350 people have now been brought to shore in Dover, even as the weather continues to deteriorate. The latest arrivals are the first since the weekend, after five people drowned just off the French coast on Monday. Labour Party veteran MP Sir Tony Lloyd died today at the age of 73. He served the constituency of Rochdale as a politician as well across Greater Manchester for 40 years. He had been receiving treatment for leukaemia. His family's paid tribute to his life spent serving and making a difference to the lives of those he met. Now, a rapid review has been launched after the bodies of a toddler and his father were found in Lincolnshire. 
Two-year-old Bronson Battersby is thought to have starved to death after his dad, Kenneth, suffered a heart attack. They were last seen alive on Boxing Day. Social workers visited the property in Skegness on the 2nd of January, but there was no answer at the door. Their bodies were discovered five days later. His family has accused social services of failing the child. One neighbour, Mark Bladen, said he wasn't surprised. Totally tragic, but as I say... You get the feeling down here sometimes that it's not out of the ordinary uh, because these things have kind of happened before uh, with police presence down here and there have been deaths down here before. So um, it's wrong, it's tragic that it's such a small child as well, but it's something that you kind of harden yourself to in the street here. You're expecting something to happen which you shouldn't feel like that. Politicians in Northern Ireland have again failed to elect a speaker, which means the midnight deadline to restore power sharing won't be met. The Stormont session was suspended after the Assembly was recalled for the sixth time in almost two years. Northern Ireland Secretary Chris Heaton-Harris says it is disappointing, but the government will continue with its pragmatic approach to supporting the region. And some news that's come to us within the last half an hour or so. The Hollywood actor Arnold Schwarzenegger has been held, we understand, at Munich Airport in Germany for allegedly failing to declare an expensive watch which they say he was planning to sell. The 76-year-old Terminator actor was quizzed under tax law, according to customs officials, over an unregistered luxury watch he was planning to auction. That's according to German media. Arnold Schwarzenegger is expected to be able to continue his journey later in the day, but the former California governor was told by a customs spokesperson that the watch will probably have to stay and not go with him. This is GB News across the UK on TV, in your car, on digital radio and on your smart speaker. This is Britain's News Channel. Thank you very much for that, Polly. Well, I am Michelle Dubry. I'm live here in Westminster, right through with you guys till 7 o'clock tonight here on Jubesunker. And I've got a panel for you, fit for a massive day in British politics. None other than the Conservative Life Peer, Daniel Moylan. Good evening to Good you. Evening, also, as well, GB News' senior political commentator, Nigel Nelson. Welcome also to you. Uh, now, look, guys, this is going to be a fast-moving, uh, very intense show tonight because because it is a massive day in British politics. We saw, didn't we, the drama as it unfolded yesterday. We saw, in fact, live during this programme last night, we had the resignations, didn't we? Some would say the sackings. That has uh, been a debate that's been raging on, I could tell you. But the resignations of Lee Anderson uh, as well uh, on this programme, huge reaction from you guys uh, to that story last night, didn't we? We debated that at length. Well, that conversation rumbles on today, as does the amendment voting for this Rwanda bill and the big one as well if it happens the fed reading of this policy is it ever going to get off the ground is it going to go to this lot the house of lords and what will they make to it we're going to have it all live tonight from westminster and you know the drill don't you it's not just about us three it's very much about you guys at home so tell me what you make to it all you can get in touch all the usual ways gbviews at gbnews.com or you can tweet me x me whatever you want to call it at gb news you will be very much a part of this show tonight and do you know what i get it this is all quite complicated all these amendments what do they mean how's it all gonna work 
worry not. We're going to handhold you through this tonight. Uh, and on that vein, shall I cross live to our political editor, Christopher Herp. He is over in Westminster Hall. Uh, good evening to you, Christopher Herp. <coughs> Let me start, if I may. Hi, I Michelle. want to Welcome do my to best. I want to do my best to explain to everybody what is going on, make sure that everybody understands. So can you first of all bring us up to speed with okay. the days going on, please? Well, Michelle, welcome to you and the viewers of your show to a historic 1,000-year-old Westminster Hall here for a, what could be a historic night in politics and certainly, the one, certainly one to remember for Rishi Sunak and his government. Now, tonight, around seven uh, amendments might be debated and voted on um, to this Rwanda bill. Um, and if uh, we are waiting to see how those, those amendments end up. The three you need to think about are Amendment Number 11. That talks about disapplying elements of the, um, the Human Rights Act, uh, which, which we, um, uh, when, we, when the migrants are being sent uh, across, across to Rwanda, that's the first thing. The second one is one about Rule 39, so-called pajama orders. So we'll wait and see what happens there. And then a, a Labour one, a new Clause 13. Uh, that will be very interesting too. Um, uh, we, I'm just checking on my phone. Nothing's happened on my phone, but I'll carry on. Um, and then, of course, um, MPs right now are meeting uh, in, in a, meet, a committee room near, near here to work out what to do next. And one of the MPs who was in that meeting was Robin Miller MP, and he joins now for GB News. Robin, how was that meeting? These Last night, 60 MPs voted against the Rwanda plan. You were one of them. Was it one of anger, fury, resigned acceptance of a policy that won't work? I think you could characterise it as being serious, uh, thoughtful and actually passionate. The people in that group, and I'm one of them, we're really concerned about this. We think this is an important matter uh, for the nation, but we also think it's important because our residents are telling us. When we listen to what our constituents tell us, that's when we understand this matters, this matters to residents. We've all seen the polling, which says right across the country, the majority of people saying, enough, we need to stop this. So our interest is simply in coming up with a bill that works, that will close those loopholes, and will make sure that um, uh, people who shouldn't be here and uh, are coming illegally can be returned quickly. Well, we can reveal now on GB News that Jacob Rees-Mogg, one of your colleagues, a former cabinet minister, of course, was in that meeting. He's walked out. He is voting for the Rwanda bill. Is that a blow? No, and you make it sound that he's like he's walked out of the tantrum. I know Jacob. I know his position on this and his views. Uh, and I think it's for each individual member to work out their own mind. There's a variety of views, for sure. Um, I don't think it's a blow because what this process is about, this committee stage, and we're still in it, we haven't voted on it yet, we're expecting the bell to ring at any moment, but what this stage is about is about testing these ideas and persuading colleagues, look, we think this is an extra uh, loophole that is open, we think this is a measure that needs to be tightened further, this is what the debate, this is democracy in the raw, this is where it yeah. really matters. And we're here with GB News covering it with you. Do you think that Amendment 23 should be accepted by the government? That's the amendment to write in law that the, the officials have to follow and ministers must follow, must ignore, forgive me, Rule 39 orders from the European Court. Yeah, so for the, for the benefit of the viewers, it's, it's taken me some effort to get my head around it too, but essentially it's making, it's shifting the presumption from one of we accept the Clause 39 judgment by Strasbourg, which means um, we keep the flight on the ground. So last June, it was June 22, the flight that didn't take off was stopped by a, a judgment from Strasbourg, a Clause 39 judgment. So what we've tried to do with our Amendment 23 is shift the presumption 
assumption from accepting that to one of okay. um, refusing it and then giving the minister the exceptional powers if the minister thought it was necessary to take that clause 39 and stop the flight. But the presumption would be that the flight would leave. That's why it matters so Have you heard that, heard that might be accepted by the government? Well, it's down to the vote. Um, the government hasn't uh, indicated no. one way or another on that. Um, it's Again, this is democracy in the raw. These are votes yeah. that have been cast. I'm, I'm glad that you're here to cover it because this is what it is all about. Well, Robin, if the bill is unamended, it goes to third reading after an hour-long debate. The third reading vote, the big one, could be around 9pm tonight. How will you vote in that? I really don't know. Amendment 23, you've put your finger on the money. This is a really important amendment for me. I've listened to colleagues debating it. I mean, the points they've made, for example, about the ECHR, which issues uh, these judgments, this was something that in 2005, a body that chose to extend its own powers, and as a result, you wonder about the validity of some of those judgments it reaches. So, listening very carefully, and these votes will be decisive and, and really informative of what we then decide to do. It looks bad, though, the Tory party fighting. I mean, 60 MPs thinking this Rwanda plan won't work. That's obviously now uh, a top uh, a, um, message on one of the Labour Party election leaflets later this year. Are you not helping Rishi Sunak, are you? I couldn't disagree more. Conservatism is alive and well, and within the Conservative Party. I know some of your viewers may not think so, but I promise you it is. This battle of ideas is so important, and I actually welcome the fact that people can see it. And I, with great respect to the press and the media, I know you love a fight, and if there isn't one, you try and create one. Um, but in this case, I can assure you there is unanimity in the Conservative Party here in Parliament to fix this problem. This is a question about how do we do it. The gap between us, I heard somebody say earlier today, is inches. Compare that to the chasm that's between us and the Labour Party who voted over 80 times to prevent any toughening of immigration measures in, in, in the chamber. Do you worry that the bill unamended won't actually work, which is what Sir Braveman, Robert Jenry and other colleagues of yours have been saying to us? I would possibly add two words to that, and that is well enough. So the concern is that it needs to work better. There's no doubt that the bill as presented moves things further forward. Let's not forget that we have cut immigration, illegal immigration. Uh, quarter 4.23 was 64% down on quarter 4.22 in, in 2022. So there are significant gains being made. I'm of the view it's not enough. And the question is, will this bill do it? I think it will help, but I'm concerned and want to make it work even better. Well, you heard it there, Michelle. Uh, Robin Miller there, one of the Tory MPs who's in this key meeting. He won't say what the meeting's decided. The meeting is still ongoing. He's very kindly joined us on GB News tonight. But it's quite a big night here for Tory party. If they can get this, this um, bill right, of course, Labour Party said it would actually withdraw the bill if it wins power. It will axe the bill, even if it's working. That becomes a very contentious political issue if we have a Labour government next, one, next time after the election. So fascinating stuff there from Robin Miller. That is fascinating indeed. Uh, before I let you go, uh, for a few minutes at least, I am sure, just remind everyone, just summarise the key timings then for tonight. When do we think these amendment votes are going to start happening? OK, we expect around seven uh, amendment, amendments to be voted on tonight. Again, not decided yet by the Speaker. They're voting on those could start as early as 6.30 during your show. There are three to look out for. Amendment 11, and this, this measure will ensure that uh, the Human Rights Act is fully disapplied, uh, both in this bill and the Illegal Migration Bill 2023, in relation to those removed to Rwanda, arriving here illegally, uh, deported to Rwanda, I should say. The second one is Amendment 23, which Robin 
Miller is the one he was talking about there. That's the one I think the rebels really want to see enacted in, in, in writing uh, in this in this um, act. It will say that the, the default position orders that um, any any rule any rule 39 orders, so-called pajama injunctions, are binding on the UK, are not treated as binding on the UK, not treated as binding on the UK, and will not prevent removals to Rwanda. That's a really important. It's what we heard from the PM Rishi Sunak to GB News viewers on Monday in Leon C. He said he's willing to overrule uh, these so-called pajama injunctions from the European Court. People like Robin Miller next to me want to see that in writing in the bill. So a future Labour government can't just, can't just reverse what the PM has said uh, to, our, to our viewers on Monday. A third one to look out for, new clause 13, NC 13. This is a, this is a clause which makes the operation of the Act um, uh, must, must ensure that, that this, um, the monitoring committee is established uh, under the Rwanda Treaty to ensure that people sent to Rwanda are treated fairly. Um, but of course the overarching one, assuming those three amendments and the others which are more procedural, they all fail. We are facing this moment of, of choice for Tory MPs in a third reading at 9pm. We've already heard what others might do. Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg, of course the presenter normally on GB News, but also a Tory MP, he said he will vote in favour of that bill. But let's see how many others might join him. Fascinating stuff. Christopher Herb, we will be speaking to you throughout the hour, I am sure. But for now, thank you very much. Let's cross then to Nigel Nelson. What do you make then to some of the goings-on uh, of the day? <clears throat> Well, um, I think they've all gone mad. Um, at the moment, the Conservatives... Just the Tories or all of them? Oh, I think, the, I think the Tory party, they seem to be ripping themselves apart, that, that these are things that um, almost make it guaranteed they won't win the next election. And as they were told by their election guru, um, Isaac Levido, during the week, divided parties don't win elections. This is a completely divided party. But do you really party. need, like, a political uh, polling guru? to point that out, because if my three-year-old could speak better, he'd probably be able to articulate that to them. That is yeah. just absolute basics. Yes, fair dues. I mean, your three-year-old hasn't actually talked to the Tory MPs. Isaac Levido did. But, yes, you're absolutely right. It is quite obvious that the way the Tory party are behaving um, is that they're almost determined to lose the next election. Mm. It is a little bit. Um, your party, Daniel, Lord Moylan, to give you your correct title, it is a little bit like a blue-on-blue -blue civil war in some regards, isn't it? Well, the fact is that uh, what many Tory MPs uh, want to see is a bill that's going to work. We've mm -hmm. tried this several times. We, we, we seem the only country in the world that's incapable of controlling its own borders. And we've tried this several times and we've failed. And there is a dispute, a reasonable dispute, between those people who think that the bill doesn't have enough powers to make it work yeah. and those who think it, it does. But what is driving the people who think it does is, is, is not the effectiveness of the bill as such, but the fact that they're desperate not to cross certain red lines about international law. Right, but help me understand something, right? Because, um, uh, you know, I was explaining this yesterday. One of the Tory MPs was saying, well, we're not a cult. We don't all have the same thought process. We all think differently. So what you just said then is fine and fair enough. Uh, people have different opinions, different perspectives and different ideas on how you achieve the outcomes. Fine. Uh, my old nana would say, you just don't air your dirty laundry in public. So if you've got all of these disagreements and all the rest of it in different positions, why is harmony not found behind closed doors before some of this stuff is even written up and makes its way to the Commons? 
Well, there aren't enough closed doors behind which to do all of this. That's the trouble. There are many disputes in the Conservative Party, as I'm sure there are in the Labour Party, that are sorted out privately, and that's one of the roles of the whips, and they do that. But there are certain things where the government, either the government won't give way or the intransigence on both sides is such that the right place to do this is actually, as Robin Miller said, is democracy in public and people can actually see the argument happening. It might not help the electoral reputation. I grant you that. And Isaac Levito has a point, uh, but, uh, but the fact is that sometimes these things have to be argued out in public, and I think it's good that the public can see things being argued out. I completely disagree with Nigel that, that the Tory party has gone mad over this. This bill has to work. If you get, you know, get this bill through, and let's say it goes through the Lords, and we'll discuss that later, maybe. Let's no, not get... maybe. Definitely. Well, definitely. One of the key fine. aspects of the show, I want everyone to heard let's, tonight, Let's is the say Lords. this bill gets on the statute book in the next couple of months, and the first thing that happens when you try to put a plane going out of the country on the way to Rwanda is that it's grounded by a judge in Strasbourg who's hauled out of bed in the middle of the night with no proper papers in front of him. Um, if, if that happens, then the government's going to look a complete patsy, and it's not going to be helpful to the Conservative Party in any order of the country, in any sense at all. So it's really crucial that the bill has enough powers in it to make sure those flights can take off. And there are people who think, and some of them have experienced, Robin Je Robert Jenrick, of course, was a Home Office minister, and, and he understands the subject from the inside. They think the government has not gone far enough because of their sensitivity about these international legal requirements. Um, Michelle from Slambridge, she says this whole scheme is a smokescreen. Whilst everyone is busy pontificating about Rwanda, they are in, uh, they are ignoring their huge, huge amount of net migration in this country. Of course, you make an interesting point there, um, Michelle. This is of course all about stopping uh, these so-called illegal crossings in the Channel. You're quite right. Net migration is absolutely uh, sky high. Richard says, Michelle, um, the the 350 odd migrants that have arrived. Uh, this year so far could probably do a better job uh, of running the country than the Conservatives uh, that we currently have in government. Um, Keeve says if the Tory rebels do not block this Rwanda bill with all their bluster, then basically they're going to prove how spineless they all are and that they're more concerned about keeping their jobs for the next few months rather than sticking to their principles. And Keith, you actually raise a very important uh, point and question because at the heart of all of this, and we'll be looking at this as well after the break because uh, indeed as one one of my viewers pointed out there's been more crossings again today, right? But I'll ask you this at home. Do you think we're losing our way a little bit here? Because this bill was supposed to be about how does this government move forward in the best way to stop the birds? How's it become more about, do you think, how does this government move forward in order to keep their jobs? Is that creeping in? You tell me. Get in touch. GBviews at GBnews.com. This is our one-hour special on the state of British politics tonight. Don't go anywhere. I'll see you in two. Good afternoon, Britain. Good afternoon, Britain. Join us, Tom and Emily, to find out what's happening in the heart of Westminster and why it matters to you. Weekdays from midday, we bring you the most compelling stories from across the United Kingdom. And from your doorstep to our inbox. That's right, we want to hear from you. GB News. Britain's news channel. Wake up to the headlines with headliners every morning at 5am. We treat you to the day's biggest stories before anyone else, seven days a week. You can catch up on everything you need to know before you've even had your kippers. Mmm. Headliners every morning at 5am, only on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's news channel. 
GB News, unlike other broadcasters, isn't obsessed with the London-Westminster bubble. We think there's a nation beyond the M25, and that's why we talk about the issues that matter across the land. Join me on State of the Nation, 8 to 9 o'clock, Monday to Thursday, on GB News. Daisy's listening, and you should too. In the GB Newsroom, we bring you the news as it happens with our team of dedicated journalists across the UK. We're ready to give you accurate reporting every day. When the news breaks, we'll be there with bulletins on GB News, the people's channel, Britain's news channel. Big news, big debates, big opinion. Patrick Christie's Tonight is the week's biggest show. Every weekday, 9 to 11 p.m., we've got the inside track on the day's top stories. There'll be sharp takes you won't get anywhere else. We will set the news agenda, not just follow it, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Whatever it is, we'll have our finger on the pulse. It's news, but it's this close to entertainment. Patrick Christie's Tonight, 9 to 11 p.m., only on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's News Channel. Your weekend starts here with Friday Night Live with me, Mark Dolan, 8 till 9 on GB News. Big stories, big guests and big laughs as we get you ready for a cracking weekend. That's Friday Night Live with Mark Dolan, Fridays 8 till 9 on GB News. Bring your own drinks, the admission's free. Tired of the usual focus-tested, pre-prepared Westminster runaround? Well, so am I. So you want higher taxes? Is your department to blame for this? Are you rethinking this policy? Every Sunday at 9.30, I'll be sitting down with those in power to get the truth about the issues affecting you. Let's be honest, we've known about the cost pressures of this project for years, not months. That's the Camilla Tomini Show, a politics show with personality. On GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's news channel. I'm Andrew Doyle. Join me at 7 o'clock every Sunday night for Free Speech Nation, the show where I tackle the week's biggest stories in politics and current affairs with the help of my two comedian panellists and a variety of special guests. Free Speech Nation, Sunday nights from 7 on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's news channel. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, good evening to you. I am Michelle Jubry, live from Westminster with you till 7 o'clock tonight. This is a massive day for British politics, and we are with you with the events in Parliament throughout the hour. Of course, uh, the topic on the table today, 
What else? Rishi Sunak's flagship policy now on how on earth you stop the birds. The focus, of course, on this Rwanda bill. Lots of amendments coming down the pike to be voted on starting imminently. We'll be looking at all of that as it happens. Will this bill actually make it to its third reading? That crucial vote that could actually, in some regards, see the end of Rishi Sunak's premiership. What do you make to it all? Do you get what's going on? Are you following this? Do you care about this? Are you in the camp now where you just think, do you know what? None of this will make a blind bit of difference, Michelle, because guess what? None of these flights will take off. Whatever this bill says, I can tell you, lots of you are getting in touch with me tonight, uh, and you are really divided on your opinions. So keep them coming in, gbviews at gbnews.com, alongside me uh, for the remainder of the show. I've got none other than Lord Moylan, of course, uh, the Tory life pair and GB News' senior political commentator Nigel Nelson. We've also got Christopher Hope live in Westminster Hall for us. So we'll be doing a lot of jumping around. One of the key components that we've just been looking at is the amendments coming down the pike tonight, Daniel. But uh, if, of course, this bill makes it to the Fed reading, then it's going to your house, the House of Lords. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to dust off a crystal ball, if you will, give it a little bit of a rub, and tell me what you predict might happen once it hits your house. Well, the House of Lords is a very left-wing house, on the whole. Um, it has a majority of people um, who feel very strongly in favour of um, immigration and are very tender towards illegal migrants and feel we have responsibilities towards them. I don't count myself necessarily as you might have gathered as part of that tendency in the House of Lords, and I'm a little bit isolated. And uh, the fact is there are a lot of people who will be opposed to this bill and they will try to amend it um, to uh, make it more to their liking, which will be, uh, I think, taking out a lot of the stuff the government has put in. And I think there's a very good chance those amendments will pass. That isn't... Right, so just pause on that <clears throat> thought. So look, you see, the crystal ball has been rubbed and it's all flowing from Lord Moylan. I'll pick back up on that in just a second, but I told you I'd cross back to Christopher Herp at some point, and I shall. Christopher Herp, live from Westminster Hall, good evening to you. Good evening, Michelle. The, the meeting of the rebels has now broken up. Now, sources outside that meeting, uh, reporters and colleagues here from GB News have told me that the majority of people in that meeting as they left will be voting for this bill at third reading. Around 40 or so Tory MPs in there, so majority, that's more than, more than 20 or so. That brings down that number of 60 rebels down to 40. They need around 30 to defeat the government. So it's looking more, more optimistic that Mr Sunak's bill can survive uh, the evening. I'm joined now by Jack Brereton. He's a Tory MP from Stoke-on-Trent South. Now, he did vote uh, last night for those amendments. How will he be voting on third reading if the bill is unamended, Mr Brereton? Well, I think I'll probably support it at third reading. Obviously, my constituents want me to get the best possible bill in place, and that's why I've supported the amendments, because we want to make sure this actually works, to make sure that we have the most robust bill on Rwanda possibly so that we can implement that policy. But I do think to wreck the whole bill would not be quite right. Just explain to viewers how it is that you can vote to amend the bill last night, but a vote in favour of the unamended bill tonight. Well, these amendments are about trying to improve the bill, to try and make it tougher, and I think my duty as a member of Parliament for Stoke on Trent South is to deliver what my constituents want, which is the toughest possible bill that we can have on Rwanda so that we can get on and deliver, uh, see those uh, flights going off to Rwanda as soon as possible. And, you know, actually what 
I think is absolutely what my constituents want to see, is that we get on with that. And so to wreck this bill completely, I think would uh, not be able to do what, that, uh, what those constituents want. So I think we do have to have a bill and to try and wreck the whole thing would be wrong. Well, of course, uh, rebels uh, on your side of the fence would say we can, they, they, they can induce, the government can induce a new bill mm. on Thursday incorporating elements of the concerns in Robert Jenrick um, and even Sir Bill Cash's amendments. Well, I think they have to be careful because if they're going to introduce a bill that's just been, given one that's just been defeated, it would have to be quite different in terms of its context. You couldn't just introduce exactly the same or very similar bill again. So I think that would create a hurdle. But my constituents have sent me here to get on with this, to deliver on Rwanda. And I think, you know, the reality is that the alternatives are far worse. And I think if we look at the opposition, what the opposition are trying to do, they're trying to get holes in it. They've repeatedly tried to stop uh, Rwanda. The lefty lawyers that uh, the Labour Party uh, back, you know, have repeatedly tried to get holes in this bill. And that's what they want to do. They want to undermine this. They don't want fights to go off. And that's why I've supported these amendments, because we don't want to have any possible loopholes that would prevent this from being implemented. By the same token, though, the unamended bill will have loopholes in, so loopholes in. So what's the point of it? Well, there have been some assurances that have been given by uh, ministers. I'd like them to go further. Absolutely. That's why I supported the amendments. You know, I want this to work. Absolutely, I want this to work. And I know uh, people across this, uh, you know, in, across the Conservative Party want this to be delivered. But the reality is that actually the opposition, the Labour Party, have repeatedly tried to stop this. They have flip-flopped all over the place. They don't have a single plan on what they would do instead. They would actually undermine this completely with all their lefty lawyer friends that are continually trying to stop this policy from being implemented. They've actually ensured that rapists and murderers have actually uh, been allowed to stay in the country rather than deporting them. And that's what they would want to do again with Rwanda, to stop it being delivered, stop us delivering the proper deterrence that we need, which is absolutely meaning that we're seeing hundreds of people coming across the channel. And the Labour Party, of course, will contest those, those claims about the rapists and murders. And also they would say that their measures, that they, they win power, they will repeal this Rwanda bill and rely on, greater, rely on greater enforcement uh, with, with um, bodies on the continent to ensure that the boats are stopped. Well, even if it's working, they would undermine it. And I think that is absolutely ridiculous from the Labour Party, that they would undermine something that would be working. And the idea that they are going to be able to work with uh, those on the continent and do more than we have done is quite frankly for the birds. You know, the reality is that the French government do not want to work with us. We've tried, we have been able to bring forward some improvements to what we're doing with the relationship with the French. But the reality is that what Sir Keir Starmer wants to do is have a completely open borders policy, allow the floodgates to open, to be flooded with even more uh, illegal migrants coming across the Channel and would have no policy of actually how to deal with these issues. Back tonight, just finally, Mr. Bridge, and how do you expect the vote to go? Do you think this bill will pass? If so, what's your majority? Well, I think it'll be closer than we're used to, obviously, in terms of uh, government majorities here, but I do think it will pass by a slim margin, and I think, obviously, then it will go up to the Lords, <laughs> and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. So, Michelle Jibby, you heard there Jack Britton say it will pass by a slim majority, maybe single figures. Back to the House of Lords, don't forget, the, the battle is not won, as your guests in, uh, in there, uh, Nigel and Lord Moylan, will tell you. The battle in the Lords is about to begin. Perhaps Lord Moylan knows more about that.
Well, there you go. You teed it up nicely for me, Christopher Herb. I see what you did there. Thank you very much. For now, back to you, Lord Moylan. Well, I was just going to say, putting down amendments to a bill is what happens in the Lords. So if they decide to put down a load of amendments, and some of them might pass, the government can still reverse them in the Commons if they've got the votes, and then this process of ping-pong goes on and they get some sort of agreement so they have a single bill for both houses. That's normal. But what's interesting about this is that there's even a possibility that would be very abnormal that they could try to vote the bill down as a matter of principle at second reading before they even get to tabling any amendments. And that would be an act of defiance on the part of the Lords that would be um, uh, constitutionally astonishing uh, in some ways, but it's open to them, and I know it's being considered. And if that happened, the bill would be very difficult to revive. It, they could effectively kill it, because they haven't got enough time before the general election for the Commons to... Re there's a procedure for the Commons to reverse that, but it takes a year, and that... You don't have, you don't have a year between now and the general election. And what so it's be really interesting what they decide to do. And, and irrespective <clears throat> of whatever happens um, tonight and so forth, there's been a lot of suggestion, Nigel, from uh, the Labour Party that actually, as soon as they came into power, they'd look to revoke all this stuff anyway. Yes, um, largely because there is no evidence, it's evidence for it working, which is one of the reasons why it, it is a really weird piece of um, policy. Um, so, yes, they would reverse it. And the kind of things that Labour are looking at are using the money for a special police unit to disrupt the smuggling gangs. One of the most interesting ideas, I think, is to set up a proper settlement scheme so people don't have to come here to claim asylum. They could claim asylum abroad, say, in a refugee camp or something like that. And when I hear this kind of um, response that, you know what, we're going to revoke this because there's no evidence it's going to work... Well, you know what? This is because we're trying a radical solution, the government, I imagine, would argue back to that. And when you're trying something for the first time, what evidence do you think's going to exist? Well, th th this is how policy com comes about. What you, what you put together is the likelihood of something being success. And uh, we've had the permanent secretary at the Home Office, the most senior official, who refused to sign this off as value for money for the taxpayer because there was no evidence that this was actually going to work. So, um, he's the man, he man who couldn't tell you how many people had arrived and how many people we deported and couldn't answer basic questions in front of a select committee in the House of Commons. Well, you, you, may, you may question the, 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 the um, competence of yeah, Matthew yeah. Rycroft, but, I mean, he, he wouldn't sign it off. That was the point. I mean, I've got to say, I don't know how people dare. How can people involved in politics in this day and age sit there with a straight face and go, hmm, I can't really sign that off because I don't think it represents taxpayer value for money. I don't know how you dare. You're spending about £8 million a day on uh, hotels, notwithstanding the fact that some of these are four-star hotels. How dare you look forward and say, oh, going forward, yeah, I don't think that's very effective uh, cost uh, when it comes to value for money. Don't make me laugh. What do you guys all make to it? We're sticking with today's political events. A huge day for Rishi Sunak. We're live in Westminster. We're not going anywhere. We're going to bring you up to speed on every single twist and turn of the evening as it unfolds. I'll see you in two. Your weekend starts here with Friday Night Live with me, Mark Dolan, 8 till 9 on GB News. Big stories, big guests and big laughs as we get you ready for a cracking weekend. That's Friday Night Live with Mark Dolan, Fridays 8 till 9 on GB News. Bring your own drinks, the admission's free.
Wake up to the headlines with Headliners every morning at 5am. We treat you to the day's biggest stories before anyone else, seven days a week. You can catch up on everything you need to know before you've even had your kippers. Mmm. Headliners every morning at 5am, only on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's news channel. In the GB Newsroom, we bring you the news as it happens. With our team of dedicated journalists across the UK, we're ready to give you accurate reporting every day. When the news breaks, we'll be there with bulletins on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's news channel. Big news, big debates, big opinion. Patrick Christie's Tonight is the week's biggest show. Every weekday, 9 to 11 p.m., we've got the inside track on the day's top stories. There'll be sharp takes you won't get anywhere else. We will set the news agenda, not just follow it, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Whatever it is, we'll have our finger on the pulse. It's news, but it's this close to entertainment. Patrick Christie's Tonight, 9 to 11 p.m., only on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's News Channel. Good afternoon, Britain. Good afternoon, Britain. Join us, Tom and Emily, to find out what's happening in the heart of Westminster and why it matters to you. Weekdays from midday, we bring you the most compelling stories from across the United Kingdom. And from your doorstep to our inbox. That's right, we want to hear from you. GB News. Britain's news channel. GB News, unlike other broadcasters, isn't obsessed with the London-Westminster bubble. We think there's a nation beyond the M25, and that's why we talk about the issues that matter across the land. Join me on State of the Nation, 8 to 9 o'clock, Monday to Thursday, on GB News. Daisy's listening, and you should too. I'm Andrew Doyle. Join me at 7 o'clock every Sunday night for Free Speech Nation, the show where I tackle the week's biggest stories in politics and current affairs with the help of my two comedian panellists and a variety of special guests. Free Speech Nation, Sunday nights from 7 on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's News Channel. GB News is Britain's news channel, and now you can support it. All you have to do is scan that QR code that's up on your screen right now, or you can go to gbnews.com forward slash support and become a GB News member. You'll have fantastic benefits. We're also going to organise special events where you as GB News members can meet the presenters, the on-screen faces, scan the QR code or go to gbnews.com slash support. Thank you so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello there. I'm Michelle Jubry. This is Jubes and Co. Live from Westminster till 7 o'clock tonight. My panel, Nigel Nelson and Lord Moylan, remain alongside me for now. Let me just look at what you guys at home have to say on all the goings-on in Parliament today. This is a massive uh, night for Rishi Sunak. What do you think is going to happen? Get your crystal balls out, everybody, and tell me. Talk to me. Do you reckon this is going to go his way? Do you think he'll live to fight on another day? We've been talking a lot uh, about democracy. One of my uh, viewers, Alison, says, what an absolute farce. You lot are all saying this is democracy in the raw that you're seeing everyone toing and froing the way it should be. Uh, she's going, I don't know how they all dare. Uh, Richard Sunak is an unelected 
PM. She puts that in massive capital letters. She means business there. Uh, Paddy says, what a turtle, an utter waste of time. All of this is not a single solitary migrant will ever be sent to Rwanda. Uh, we need to stop them coming, not pass them on when they arrive here. I'll tell you something in a minute as well. They'll make your eyes water because all while we're sitting here and the commons are, are toing and froing and pontificating about Rwanda, you won't believe the number of people that have already crossed the channel today, just today, in multiple births. I'll have that figure for you in just a few minutes. But before I share that with you, let's cross live back to Westminster Hall. Christopher Herp joins us live there. Christopher, good evening. Michelle, welcome back here to historic Westminster Hall. Now, yesterday, three members of the, of the government or the top team around Mr Sunak resigned over the Rwanda bill. We know about what Lee Anderson and Brendan Clark-Smith, the former deputy chairs, had to say, but no one's heard from Jane Stevenson. She was a government mm -hmm. uh, aide, a, a parliamentary private secretary to Kemi Badenoch, and she's with me now. Jane Stevenson, thank you for joining us here on GB News tonight. How big was it to resign over a government bill? Um, it was unfortunate to have to resign, but that's the deal if you if you want to speak out on, on certain lines. And I've done so much work on illegal migration. It is really important to my constituents. So I, I wanted a tougher bill. And you may not get one if the bill is not amended tonight. If you don't get any amendments, will you vote for the bill at third reading? Yeah. I will, because then we have no bill. So, but I think what I want to focus on, like if you listen to my comments in the committee stage in the chamber, it's about a bigger framework. Rwanda is not the whole answer to this. We need all those post-war frameworks and legal practices to be updated. They're not fit for purpose. Uh, and I, I spoke at length about that. So mm. that's what yeah. I want. The Prime Minister, he announced in December to Giorgio Meloni, he said he was going to look at that. And I want him to get a move on with that, because I think that will grasp the nettle. Europe's ready to have that conversation. The US is ready to have it. So I think that's how we properly get control of our borders. And Jane Stevenson, of course, you spoke to Rishi Sunak since then, and you, you got on quite well. Did he? We've hugged it out. No, he he absolutely knows where I stand. He accepts. I just feel I'd like a slightly tougher bill. Some people in my party think it will work now. Some people want it a little bit softer. So the disagreements. I know news teams like to get a good schism story. <laughs> I don't think we're that divided on it. It's just, you know, if we look at the legal frameworks, the One Nation are acting within those frameworks. We can sort it out. So I hope we're just. Working Work in progress to getting it done, but time is not. Well, Jane, Jane Stevenson there, who resigned yesterday from the government of the Rwanda bill, telling us and confirming to us she will vote for the bill at third reading tonight. That number of 60 MPs, rebels MPs overnight, Michelle, is getting smaller and smaller. It certainly is. Uh, Nigel Nelson, let me ask you about this, right? Um, this is supposed to be a bill that's all about um, stopping these boat crossings, right? Trying to get people uh, to tear them over to Rwanda. And I just want to tell you guys at home, I asked you just before, Christopher, do you know how many people have crossed the channel today? Uh, did you guess? Do you know this number? 350 people today. I mean, it makes me want to fall off my chair in one regard, and in my other regard, it just makes me want to laugh because it's so ridiculous. And on the other regard, it makes me want to have steam up my ears because it's so uh, preposterous, appalling. Where, you know, are we using this bill now, Nigel, honestly, these politicians, are they using this to properly try and stop these crossings? Or when we hear people saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to stand by my principles, I'm going to have integrity, I'm going to vote with these amendments, I've got to resign my position uh, as, a, as a matter of principle, are you going to vote tonight with the government then? Oh, yeah, 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 I am. 
It, yeah. Have we got to the point now where people are just desperately trying to say one thing in order to sort of shore up some votes at the next election? Um, and really, it's more about them trying to keep their jobs as opposed to getting the right bill to stop the migrants. You've got it in one. Uh, that's oh, good, we'll go home now then, everyone. <laughs> <Show's over. laughs> that's exactly what's going on. The, the, this is all about the election. Um, what Rishi Sunak needs is to get one plane off with one migrant would do, would do nicely and get it off to Rwanda to show that, he, that he's done something. It won't stop the boats. The, sto the boats will keep coming. You've mentioned today's figure. That's about the same, um, the same number as we had all of 2018. So it shows the kind of problems that we're facing. These people are desperate. They are not going to stop crossing the, the desperate channel. Desperate for what? Desperate for, sa for a safe haven somewhere. Oh, come on. Are oh, we no, still no, touting no, this out is, this line? Yes, we are. We're, we're talking about from, from Syria, What's from Africa. France? France, France has got nothing to do with it, basically. Oh, Nigel, come the, these call the other one. Well, these, pe one. these people they're aren't going to... from France. They are, but they're not, they're, they don't go to Calais because they want to go sightseeing in Calais. They go to Calais because they want to come to the UK. They've either got family here um, or they've got people they Nigel know Nelson. here or they speak English. Are you still saying this with a straight face? Don't give me the speak English line. Have you seen how much money we spend on translators in this country, which I can't get made around, given that apparently everyone that speaks here comes here speaks such good English. Uh, why do we need all the translators then? What do you make to this line that these people that are crossing these channels, predominantly men, um, who are desperate for safety, their home um, countries, etc., are so unsafe that they've left all their family there, um, and France, the place that so many of us go on holiday to, that's apparently also desperately unsafe. Well, do you, why is that line still being peddled? All right, look, so amongst these people, there will be some people who are desperately fleeing because they're in, worried about their lives. In but France? We, well, they're worried about their lives back in their France home is country. France Can I... Sorry, but, yeah, you go. Um, go on, but there will be a, a very large number, we suspect, who are leaving their home country because they see better economic prospects in, in, in Europe and they're attracted to Britain because they might have family members or other connections here as opposed to Germany or Latvia or wherever else they might go. So there'll be a very large number of those and they are not coming here in desperate poverty. They are coming here having laid out several thousand pounds to a business, to a travel agency an illegal criminal conspiracy travel agency which is operating a very profitable business under the nose of Europe's and Britain's police forces. And what the effort, in, in the, 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 the effort here is to make it unprofitable for, those, for that business to operate because people would not lay out, as they're required to at the moment, three or four thousand pounds, sometimes five thousand pounds, which they have got, lay out that money in order to get to Britain if they knew that when they got to Britain there was a high chance that they would be sent somewhere else. And to say there's no evidence for this working, it is the sort of approach that Australia adopted when they had all the boats crossing uh, uh, and they sent them not to a foreign country but to a, an island under Australia's control, but it was, uh, but it was uh, very much offshore and not what people were expecting because you're disrupting the business model of these criminal gangs. Well, there you go. What do you guys think to this? I'll be bringing you in after this very short break. I'll see you in two. Join us every night on GB News at 11pm for Headliners, which is three top comedians going through the next day's news stories, which is exactly what you need, because when the establishment has gone crazy, you need some craziness to make sense of it. Headliners, you don't have to bother reading the newspaper, we've got it covered for you. Every night at 11pm and repeated every morning at 5am. We won't send you to sleep like some of the other paper review shows out there. So join us at 11pm every night on GB News. The People's Channel, Britain's news channel.
Tired of the usual focus-tested, pre-prepared Westminster runaround? Well, so am I. So you want higher taxes? Is your department to blame for this? Are you rethinking this policy? Every Sunday at 9.30, I'll be sitting down with those in power to get the truth about the issues affecting you. Let's be honest, we've known about the cost pressures of this project for years, not months. That's the Camilla Tomini Show, a politics show with personality. On GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's news channel. I think the most exciting bit for me is talking to people. People who I think are ignored often by the major news channels, we're going to give news they want to hear. There's a voice there that needs to be heard. I think there's a chance here for a diversity of opinion to be expressed, which you don't find elsewhere. It's really exciting. We don't hold back. We're free to say how decisions that are taken here affect us all around the country. Only on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's news channel. Good afternoon, Britain. Good afternoon, Britain. Join us, Tom and Emily, to find out what's happening in the heart of Westminster and why it matters to you. Weekdays from midday, we bring you the most compelling stories from across the United Kingdom. And from your doorstep to our inbox. That's right, we want to hear from you. GB News. Britain's news channel. Every Sunday from 11, join Michael Portillo. There will be topical discussion, looking at the week before and the week to come. So kick back and relax at 11am on Sundays on GB News with me, Michael Portillo. GB News, the people's channel, Britain's news channel. Your weekend starts here with Friday Night Live with me, Mark Dolan, 8 till 9 on GB News. Big stories, big guests and big laughs as we get you ready for a cracking weekend. That's Friday Night Live with Mark Dolan. Fridays 8 till 9 on GB News. Bring your own drinks. The admission's free. Big news, big debate, big opinion. Patrick Christie's Tonight is the week's biggest show. Every weekday, 9 to 11 p.m., we've got the inside track on the day's top stories. There'll be sharp takes you won't get anywhere else. We will set the news agenda, not just follow it, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Whatever it is, we'll have our finger on the pulse. It's news, but it's this close to entertainment. Patrick Christie's Tonight, 9 to 11 p.m., only on GB News, the People's Channel, Britain's News Channel. Hello there, Michelle Jubry live from Westminster till 7 o'clock tonight. Tory life peer Daniel Moylan alongside me, as is the GB News senior political commentator Nigel Nelson on this massive night for British politics. Uh, you guys, again, have been getting in touch. John says, Michelle, why are these Burts not being turned back? Nobody seems to be able to answer that question. Jim, of course this bill will pass tonight, Michelle. These so-called rebels are all mouth and no trousers. I'm sick of the lot of them, Vincent. Why are we paying the French to stop these migrants uh, when, when we're not able to send people back who don't have passports on them? Uh, this is a farce, says many people. Um, lots of people. I mean, I'm not really getting the vision that there's a lot of people that are sitting here today high-fiving the process and thinking that it's all well and good. There's three key amendments that perhaps uh, voting is going to be starting on imminently as we speak. Um, it's this Rule 39 one, the pyjama ruling, which basically grounded the plane in 2022. Uh, so there's an interesting amendment as well about the costings as well as being tabled by um, Labour. I want a prediction from you, Nigel Nelson. What do you think the evening tonight is going to hold? I think that the, the government will win um, and you're looking at a rebellion of somewhere between 12 and 20.
12 and 20, right. Is, uh, have you all got your um, your tape recorders on? Are you recording that? We're going to hold it to these guys and we'll see how they get on. Lord more than your predictions for the evening, please. I think if the bill is unamended, it will pass at third reading this evening. There's every indication of that. Um, I wouldn't want to predict by what margin, but I, I think it's worth watching... Why? Be a brave man. I what? think it's worth watching some of the abstentions, because there might be some of the Tory MPs who can't bring themselves to vote against the bill, but, um, but might just uh, find themselves wandering down the corridor and not voting at all. And, of course, two of those are equivalent to one voting against. You see, I think that's unacceptable. I think on a, on a position that is so important, such uh, important national importance to people, to sit there and say, abstain, I don't think that's good enough. By the way, I'm just reminding you on the screen, uh, if you're looking at what this is, this is yesterday's uh, amendments that have been going through. Just reminding you of those votes. We'll whiz through those uh, as we are talking, just so you can all remember. Um, Lance says, I'd love to know what Rishi uh, has to say about those 300-odd people that arrived today on those eight boats. I don't know what Rishi Sunak uh, might say to that, Lance, but I know what I say to that. It is an absolute joke. Uh, do you think that this bill uh, will in any way, shape or form uh, go some way to fixing this situation? I really, really don't know. Theresa said it's an absolute farce what's gone on today. Um, someone else here says it's time to bring in the army. That's Steve. Um, he's talking tough there. Is this uh, what we need our military to be getting involved in? Um, lots of people are saying that this is all about people trying to keep hold of their jobs rather than trying trying to stop these boats. Well, it will all be unfolding tonight. GB News is going to carry on with our live coverage of this. These amendments, what is going to happen? Who is going to rebel? What will that number look like? Will this bill go to its third reading? Will it get passed? Will it make its way to the House of Lords? Well, let's face it, all bets will be off about what happens there. Rishi Sunak was sweating last night. I bet he's sweating tonight too. But that's all for now, Lord Moylan. Thank, thank you, you Nigel Nelson. Thank you. <laughs> More importantly, thank you at home. Don't go anywhere. GB News will stick with this. A brighter outlook with Bob Solar. Sponsors of weather on GB News. Hello, good evening. Welcome to your latest GB News weather update from the Met Office. I'm Annie Shuttleworth. It's going to be a very cold start once again tomorrow morning with an amber snow warning in force for northern areas of Scotland. That's where we're seeing the most frequent snow showers being brought in on this northerly wind. We've got Arctic air across much of the UK. Has been a bit of cloud around across the south. That will generally clear away through the evening to leave clear skies across much of the UK. So it's going to be a very cold night and that will allow temperatures to really drop down. We could be down as low as minus 10 rural.